Welcome to the PR Moment Podcast. Produced in association with the Marketeers Network. On today's PR Moment Podcast, we're going to be talking about a report that looks at navigating the new media landscape. In essence, we've got fewer journalists and a decreasing number of publications, so less media opportunities, and frankly, there are a lot more PR people these days. Some more specific top-line findings from the report are there are 21% fewer articles published by top UK media versus five years ago. Brand-led stories fell by 28%. Uh, Big issues dominate, uh, and those big issues account for about 44% of all media coverage. And the report also analysed how readers are engaging with various different topics. Joining us to discuss the report today is Andre Labadie, who's MD of Business and Technology at Brands to Life. But before we start, my normal plugs. Um, Thanks so much to our podcast sponsors, the PRCA. The PRCA is the largest... um, and most influential PR professional body in the world, challenging, supporting and raising standards in the PR sector. And do please check out PRM.com, the homepage for our latest webinars. Uh, We've got three up there currently. Um, One that um, looks at what makes a good ESG report. Um, Another one on what are the most popular KPIs in PR. Uh, And we've just put one live today looking at the intersection of digital PR and SEO. And also, don't forget that the early entry deadline for the ESG Awards is on Friday, the 3rd of September. Andre, welcome to the PR Moment podcast. Hi, Ben. Lovely to be here. Thanks for having me. So coming in, Andre, um, just as a plane goes over uh, overhead, as, uh, for those who can hear the sound effects, um, just talk us through what this report is all about uh, and what the key findings are. Sure. So, yeah, so we, we, we've launched this report in conjunction with Media Measurement, which is a, a digital research company really focused on the media. And it's all about exploring um, the change in UK media landscape and particularly the effect uh, that that's had on, on the presence of brands in the press. So the aim was really to take a helicopter view of the media, but do it through the lens of some of the world's biggest brands and analyse how they're presence in the media and and the topics that they're associated with has changed over the last five years and also maybe to look at um, how it might evolve in the future. It's a so I think it's a really really interesting piece of work and it's been getting quite a bit of traction because it 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 backs up with data some of the trends that I think we've all been seeing in the industry. Yeah just talk me through the methodology because you've done it over five years right I mean the the the, um the scope of the, the data set is a little bit beyond my um, the, the, the range of my intelligence, I think. How did you go about it? So what, so what we did, we, we worked with uh, Media Measure, and they're the guys who did the analysis. And they, they looked at online articles from 25 UK national and business media. And it focused on um, the period from uh, June 2016 to the end of May 2021. For some of the data, it goes back a little, little bit further to the start of January 2015, because we wanted to look at um, differences from before uh, Brexit and, and the impact of Brexit in the UK. Then we also, um, the, as, you, as you will see as we, we go through the conversation, the, the report looks at some of the core issues um, that, that are being featured in the media and that brands are trying to be featured with. So we identified 17 core issues that were on the media agenda in this period. And they're things like 
climate change, diversity and equality, future of work, AI, crypto. So some of the some of the big issues, and obviously over the past eighteen months, COVID. And then as a filter, um, we analysed the coverage relating specifically to fifteen top brands, and they were based on on their ranking in Brand Finance's Brand Directory of, of the top brands by by value in twenty twenty one. Okay, so and we'll go on to some specifics of the the trends in the data in a minute. But as a as a broad theme, there there are fewer journalists never, so there are presumably fewer media opportunities never, are there? Exactly. So as you said at the start of the show, you know the the mead the space for uh, brands to feature in the media has has shrunk. The space the space for anyone to feature in the media has shrunk because the overall number of articles has has reduced by a fifth over the past five years. And we also found that um, the the articles that mention brands have actually fallen even more steeply. So by 28% of that period. And then the prominent mentions of brands where they feature quite heavily in articles are down by a third. So just on the first uh, of those three elements you just talked about, um, on, on the, the number of opportunities in the media, is that a and the, and the decreasing number of opportunities, as you say, in the media, is that an accelerating decrease or or, or is it um, what, one that is, is levelled off? Or what, what, what's the trend behind that? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to predict whether it, whether it will level, level off in the, in the years ahead, but it isn't actually a, a linear change. So we, we found that in 2016, which was the second year that, that we looked at for most of the articles, uh, that actually saw the biggest fall in the number of articles. Um, over the past three years, it's been relatively steady. So essentially, there were there was a lot a lot more space uh, in the media in 20, 2015 and actually in twenty seventeen. But the last three years have seen quite a big fall. Right. Um, but brands are losing their share of voice in the media. Is, is the other bit you, you you talked about there? And is that what what's the what, what's the trend in that? I mean, is that because journalists are becoming harsher and, and not giving so many mentions or, or do you think there are just less relate PR related stories? Um, I think there's probably a little bit of both. I think um, that the media is definitely becoming uh, tougher in terms of the articles where it will feature brands. I think there's probably an element of the media shrinking, right? So the, the number of journalists that there are around, the space for coverage, as, as we as we spoke about, and I think it is the it, it, it goes hand in hand with this rise of of the big issues. You know, we've seen some issues over the over the past few years come to the fore, which didn't really have that much presence in the in the media before. You know, we've seen a big rise in issues such as um, such as climate change, such as um, such as sustainability. Such, uh, and uh, presumably COVID and Brexit as well. I mean, you know, that's... Exactly yeah, right. yeah. I mean, this COVID, Brexit obviously dominated for quite a while. I think it's yeah. featured in about 5% still of articles. And then COVID obviously came out of nowhere towards the start of the last year. What's really interesting about, it, about COVID is that clearly last year, there was a ton of COVID coverage. Uh, but the, it, it, it lingers, right? There is yeah. still a sizable proportion of media coverage that, that features COVID, right? So <laughs> the brands aren't necessarily going to go and try and have a COVID story on everything that they put out. Uh, yeah, you know, the, there's been 
if you think about future of work and stuff like that, yes, that brands are using those topics to align to COVID. But that means that there is there is a chunk of the stuff that media is writing about that is very difficult for brands to get into, which is shrinking yeah. the space even more. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? I mean, if you look at the last five years in the UK, we've had Brexit, which, I mean, brands sort of vaguely thought they should engage on. But actually, in ter- from a journalistic perspective, it was almost irrelevant what a brand felt. Um, and then you've had COVID, which is it, it, very similar in terms of almost impossible to engage. I mean, it was more of it more internal communications job for most brands, wasn't it? So, exactly. yeah. you know, if, if for anyone listening, it works in an agency of, of which there are many. Right. You know, if you think when you're planning a selling, you will look at the calendar ahead and think what's coming out on that day. We'll make sure we don't clash with that. Well, we've had one big issue that has lasted 18 months. That yeah. normally and, and, and another another issue, big issue before that, that lasted five years. So, I mean, <laughs> there you go. There's a thought, right? Maybe when you maybe the this come this report has just been a, over a, a, a peculiar five year period, if you see what I mean. And, and maybe whilst the trends around fewer media opportunities, I'm sure, are are absolutely right. You, you might think that actually, as those those as a few issues become less dominant you know a few issues that actually brands can't really play around with become less dominant maybe we'll see a um a correcting of the trend or an upward an upwards a more of an upwards trend in terms of the types of media opportunities in, in the future It'd be interesting to to look back in the next couple of years won't it i think you're right i think i think it could go either way right i think i think media could have got used to and will get used to writing about these bigger issues and actually it's a it's a permanent decline in the space for brands but I think also you know maybe maybe we might see a resurgence and people get tired of hearing about the same issues and actually yeah. are you know more open to engaging and and, uh, and innovative stories from brands I mean if you look at the the because it's not a constant of how these issues have been featured over the past few years. Climate change actually was quite uh, quite widely talked about um, for for a while, but then COVID came along and it kind of you know blew it out of the water, right? You know, the, the, yeah. and we saw that the the coverage of climate change fell quite a lot when COVID appeared, but it quickly recovered because it's such a an important issue. And I think that is one issue where you know if you think of uh, COP26 coming in in November, climate change being such an important point on the agenda for for government and and businesses as as we you know as we look to the years ahead. I think that is one issue that is definitely here to stay. I think if you think about others, um, we'll see a rise in uh, areas like people's rights, mental health, and well-being in the future of work. These are areas that have only really started to come into prominence but it feels like they're at the very early stage of, of being talked right. about and discussed and they will run and run okay so just you talked about a bit of it there in terms of the dominant issues clearly brexit and covid have been um dominant over the last five years haven't they um but looking at the the, the sort of the, the tear down if you like are the sorts of issues and and um that the pr people and brands can can get potentially any way more involved with what what sort of things um drive those sorts of that that coverage yeah so i guess that there are the, there are the big macro issues which um which brands need to think really carefully around whether they can credibly get a voice on right you know it it it, it comes down to can they do it credibly can they do it authentically um and do they have a do they have a right to to talk about it 
Um, some of them are, you know, pretty difficult for, for brands to get involved in unless you are doing something absolutely groundbreaking or out, or outstanding. And there are some areas that, you know, many brands will feel it's a little bit too risky and dangerous for them for them to get involved involved in, just you know, for fear of for fear of it going wrong. You know, some of these issues are so uh, nuanced and complex and challenging. Brands can do everything they can to to put all the places uh, in place and get all the do all the thinking and think actually we've nailed this and then it goes out and then and then they get a backlash from it and I think you know it's important for brands to recognise that some of these issues are a bit risky so they have to have a strategy in place to make sure that if there is a backlash then they're ready to they're ready to deal with it they have yeah. the comms programs in place they have the processes in place they try and anticipate every kind of reaction and not be surprised if something breaks that 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 that, that wasn't wasn't quite in the plan it's about being prepared to deal with it when it happens sure but what sort of issues um do drive coverage for brands then so if we look at the um the, the top issues that that are driving coverage um it's definitely areas around um sustainability it's climate change. Um, it's uh, it's le less so Brexit, more so like the workplace issues. So things like future of work, um, artificial intelligence, and those two, to a certain extent, go 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 hand in hand. And they're yeah. certainly the latter two are probably the the, the easier um, areas for brands to try and take a voice on. There's a little bit less. Um, controversialness around um around these brands it's you know it, 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 it it's relatively easy for a technology firm for instance to have a strong point of view on on artificial intelligence far easier than it is for them to go out and do something really big around domestic poverty for yeah. example conversely but it's... there are lots of brands trying to get a voice on something like ai sure and when we're looking at the the sort of I suppose the three about KPIs, but you've got you've got coverage, and then we've got engagement. Um, yeah, they're, are they broadly similar in terms of what the types of subjects that that drive the most coverage and drive the most engagement with people? Yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of similarities um, yeah. between them. Um, so we looked at the the topics in in particular that, that drive engagement and. Um, it definitely is around those, those the big issues that we explored in in the research. So if we look at social issues, but we exclude the dominant topic of of the last eighteen months of COVID, there is an increase in the proportion of brand articles referring to these issues and proactively driven content. So for climate change, while there's a strong increase over time uh, in articles referencing brands, actually the proactive brand coverage isn't keeping pace with it. So, so I think to me, what this indicates is that there is a real opportunity for brands to play a greater role in that debate. We also looked at reader engagement with social posts, uh, social media posts, where they share links to articles that mention brands and social issues. Um, and this really indicated a strong interest from readers to understand the actions of brands on these issues. So, you know, we, we know that there is a big desire from consumers to hear the brands talking about some of these issues, but it's not just about talking about them. It's about acting upon them. Right. And that's probably a topic for whole of the day, right? You know, we could, we can spend hours on that, but I mean, you know, for, for me, the takeaway from, from that was very, was very much that 
um, there is a huge appetite for it, and then and then communicators have got to work extremely closely with their with their employers to make sure that it's not just talking about these issues; it's about doing something about them. You know, the the me the media and, and audiences are really attuned to any form of uh, like anything they see as washing, anything they see as trying to hijack on issues when they're not actually doing anything rather than just just talking about it yeah absolutely the um in terms of predictions i mean it's it's hard it's been a it's been a, a crazy old five years frankly isn't it to, to try and um i don't know what the last five years is going to be a particularly reflective of the, of the next five years whoever knows but do, do you try and make some predictions um about what, what's going to happen in terms of the future of media coverage on those big issues yeah, I mean, as you say, right, it's hard to make predictions um, because they're, they're, who could have predicted the pandemic? And that's completely dominated the media over the past 18 months. I think prediction would be that, um, to, to the earlier point that, that we discussed, I do think that coverage of big issues is here to stay. I think we're going to see the brands who perhaps have been a little bit shy talking some of these issues be a little bit, little bit bolder because they realise that they're going to lose pace with those brands who are willing to go out and, and, and talk about them. I think, but, but, that, but that in itself is an interesting statement, isn't it? Because these things, and we've seen it with, with, with Net Zero, haven't we? It becomes, these things become quite competitive. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, I don't know, a 2050 Net Zero strategy is, 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 is frankly criticised because it's too conservative. And so it's, it'd be interesting to see that maybe that, that, that may well speed things up or speed change up, I guess, is, is the reality. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I got sorry. Other any other? So we got climate change. Mental health seemed to be. I guess that's one that's that's come. It's hard to know whether we're just looking at the this stuff from the prism of the last eighteen months, isn't it? Or whether this is going to be an ongoing trend. But but um, future of work, mental health, all those sorts of things, presumably, are issues that brands will be looking to engage with, and at least in the, the, the medium term. Exactly. I totally agree in the medium term. You know, we're, we're only just starting touch wood, to, to emerge from the pandemic. The future of work debate is going to is going to rage and rage. You know, the, 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 the stories at the moment are the, you know, will they, won't they, are opposite, are employees going to make employees come back? Is it going to be hybrid? Are they going to stay at home? We saw Google today uh, in the media talking about um, lowering pay for, for people. Yeah, that- that, I mean that's incredible, isn't it? I mean, only only twelve months ago they were sort of at the the cusp of the most of endorsing flexible working the most. I got a couple of mates who worked for Google, and and they were high fiving, you know, burning burning their season tickets. I guess they're I guess they're trying to piece them back together now. But um, you know, it goes it goes back to the point we talked about earlier. You know, there's a, there's a there's a difference, I think, between what brands say and 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 what they actually do. You know, if you were to read. The well, media. You, you, you say something like, and you say something and then it you realize it's not quite such a good idea don't you <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we, yeah we talked about the, the google thing a second ago but you know you read the media and you see everyone's championing their working from home and they read they're either going big they're either going you know we want we nobody's gonna have to work in the office ever again that those, those days are are gone but i think the reality is that that actually it, you know it's not quite like that i think the, the majority of businesses in the UK are going to realise that that they are going to want at least a form of hybrid working. And that, you know, that creates yeah, but, a... But, but then that creates, I mean, that's, uh, I can see that one coming. Ha- having just in our little PR bubble, 
Um, I, I, you know, I speak to virtually every agency CEO and in-house person I speak to about it. There's that the hybrid thing comes up. Uh, every, everybody has a different definition of what hybrid working means or flexible working means. It, I mean, it, 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 to the extent it almost, almost now means nothing. If you see what I mean, does, does it mean an, a half, an afternoon at home a week or does it mean genuine flexibility? So it's, um, yeah, it's, anyway, it's, there's, it's, a, there's another debate. But. The moment it's to get out, you know, it's like, oh, we're yeah. doing hybrid working then, well, you, you, you appear that you're forward thinking. Hybrid, yeah. you know, hybrid for some businesses might be you're in the office four and a half days a week and we might let you, you know, you might let you yeah. take a call from home every, every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then. Before we get hijacked onto hybrid working and the definition of it, report conclusions because it's quite. Let's just go back to those um, those trends we talked about at the start in terms of the decreased opportunities within the media, the the the, 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 the I guess the, the reduced number of journalists, the impact of of COVID on the publishing on the publishing business. What, what, what do you? When you when you look at the when you try, try and draw some conclusions from the report, what what are you where, where are you looking at? Yes, so like th- three or four things. So I think firstly, um, brands need to really really think about how they can incorporate purpose in their communications if they if they want to engage readers because we can see from the the data that that's the type of um, work that is engaging readers and generating positive coverage. And it has to be authentic, right? You have to do something about it, but they have to they have to really consider how they can make a difference by contributing to the solution, whether it's innovative products or services, making changes to supply chains, you know, lobbying for, for, for change. That's number one. I think number two, brands, they've got to consider how, how any communication that they plan sits within the current media and public perceptions of that brand in relation to uh, the issue and, and wider related issues. So readers do not respond well to brands who communicate proactively on an issue while they're being perceived as contributing to that problem in the first place. I think number three is is a recognition that these issues can be polarizing, right? Doesn't mean that brands should tiptoe around an issue, but they do have to really analyze how audiences might likely react and make sure that they've, they've got a robust response uh, prepared. You know, if you're going to be bold and put your head above the parapet, then not everybody is going to like it. And then number four is, is, is don't forget the role, and we haven't talked too much about this, but don't forget the role that company leaders have in communicating the brand stance in, in relation to some of these issues. And I think for, for comms folk, it, you know, they need, they've got a real, they, they've got a tough job, right? And they've got to, they've got to build, build this positioning in when, when we're planning purpose-driven communications. And obviously leaders have to make sure that their behavior is, is aligned with their brand values, you know, not just in the workplace or the hybrid workplace, but in their, in their personal lives as well, because, the one negative story uh, risks completely undermining the the brand's value and, and and the messaging. And I do think for for comms people, it's it's a huge opportunity. Yes, it's an opportunity to help shape their uh, organization's stories. But given brands need to act as well as talk, they there's a really big opportunity for for comms folk to help push through some of these changes and innovations and policies within the organization. Okay. Brilliant. 
Um, Andre, I could talk about this stuff all day. It's really interesting. Um, for, for those of you who want to read it, it's a 40 odd page report. So um, there's plenty more detail there that we weren't able to discuss on, on the show today. But uh, Andre Labadie, MD of Business and Technology at Brands to Life. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Brilliant. Thanks a lot, Ben. Thanks for listening to the PR Moment podcast, produced in association with the Marketeers Network. If you'd enjoyed the show, please do review us on iTunes and give us a decent rating.